Clemency are dangerously eclectic. Yet again, we welcome you back to Dangerously Eclectic, or if we're welcoming you for the first time, thank you more than, not more than the others, but thank you very much. Please go find some of our episodes. Uh, I am Eclectic Heretic on Twitter. My name is Alan. I go by L a lot of the time. Either one is fine. Um, my comrade in arms uh, is Ben Benjamin. Well, I'm not going to give out your full name. He's at Ben Dangerously on Twitter. He's Ben, and he can tell you more about himself if he wants to. We decided today to take a little bit different track. Um, this season, of course, we've been doing our homage to High Fidelity, which, if you'll forgive me, a brief diversion into the message of the movie and the book is about realizing that the right one doesn't exist. The one you have, it may be pretty freaking good and maybe you should stick with them and quit chasing after things. The line in the movie that captures that for me more than anything is when John Cusack's character says that, you know, eventually you realize everybody's got the old underwear hanging out to dry over the shower rod, and it's not all the sexy stuff. You saw it first. Um, So we decided, uh, well, partly for that, maybe for other reasons, partly because we just kind of do what comes to us. Uh, We decided we're going to cover our top five actresses uh, for this episode. Now, I'll be honest, as I usually do, I have way more than five. Uh, <laughs> I will attempt to winnow them down uh, in order to stick to the five. There will be honorable mentions. There always are. Um, what I did want to do is if Ben has any of mine, I wanted to go ahead and check them off uh, and, and bring somebody else into the conversation because – Although I think we're finally starting to see some change in Hollywood with younger roles for good actresses and, more importantly, older roles for good actresses. Um, Oh, I forget who the girl that was in that His Dark Materials is. Um, But she was... Oh, Ben, you're the comic guy more than me. Help me out. Was it X-23 in Logan? That would who it was in Logan, yes. Yeah, okay. So she was, well, right, but she's in his dark material. She's being looked at uh, to reprise, reprise, depending on how you want to say it, that the X23 role in some of the new X Men stuff, which I'm super stoked about because given her age, I could not believe the performance she turned in in Logan. Um, So. That's what we're doing is top five actresses. I got about 11, so we'll see what I've got happens five. with that. I know you do. You, you're, you're a man of your word, and I'm a God knows what of who cares at this point. <laughs> um, I am, however, going to let you kick this one off. And, and, and this one, this one episode at least, I would ask you that if I pick one that's on your list, which doesn't often happen as much as we get along and like a lot of the same stuff, our tastes obviously differ pretty wildly. Um, If I pick one that's on your list, let me know 
I'll defer to you instead of doing the normal alternating format. You talk about that one and I'll pull another one. If that's all right with you, just because I think there are so many names that deserve to be heard on this one. Sure. No, that's not a problem at all. Uh, before I get in that, there's something that I'm going to have to say. Uh, many of you out there may not want to hear this. I don't care. Um, we are recording this on what June is 5th. yeah June 5th of 2020 after a week of, un, well, I won't say unprecedented, unfortunately, very precedented civil unrest in our country because of the fact that we still have a problem of police disproportionately killing African-Americans. And I'll go further than that and say, as I've said before in public forums, well, obviously, number one, we still haven't technically as a country outlawed lynching. Thanks, right. Rand Paul. Yeah. But, Rand Paul. but we never we never got rid of it. We no. pinned on a un we pinned a badge on it. We put a uniform on it so Bob and Susan could feel safe at home at night without seeing it on TV. And and thank God for available video recording. People are finally starting to see it. I, yeah, go ahead, Ben. And well, basically, that pretty much sums up some of the stuff that I was going to say. You don't need to hear from two white guys. There are people of color out there saying this statement a lot stronger and more powerfully than we can. I just want to say Black Lives Matter. Police brutality is bullshit. I'm not going to go so far as to say all cops are bastards for personal reasons that if you want to know, we can have a discussion. You can find me at Ben Dangerously, as Elle said. But a lot of them are bastards, especially those motherfuckers in Buffalo, New York. Um, oh, my God. I And people forget – in my opinion, the second half of the damn saying when they say it's a few bad apples. Yeah. Because a few bad apples spoil the whole damn bunch. Well, that's just like they forget the whole saying for blood is thicker than water. Yes, they do. And for those of you who don't know it, correct me if I'm wrong on the exact quotation, Ben, but it's the blood of the covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. Yes. So I, and Ben's right. We we don't have the right or the voice to say anything other than we stand absolutely a thousand percent behind the fact that black people have been oppressed in America for 400 something years since the very first ship got here. Okay. And it's never gotten honest to God that much better. It, it, and you know what? We may do an episode on that next season. I, th I kind of think we should. No, I, we I don't. Yeah, I, I don't think a lot of people know about redlining. Well, I don't think a lot of white people <laughs> know about redlining. Well, there, there's so and, much to discuss there, but yeah, we'll, we will definitely get there. Into is, that. I, and I think we'll hit an episode on that next season. For now, what I will tell you is that there are a couple of lists out there. If you're halfway decent with your Google skills, you can find them of people who have been willing to take the step and say, Hey, here's 10 or 15 documentaries you should watch. Here's 10 or 20 books you should read. They are taking that burden off of their brothers and sisters of color so that those folks don't get asked by us all the time. And I know we mean well, and God knows I'm guilty of it. That's why I'm saying we, what can I do to be better? Right. 
it, it is your job to educate yourself, but there are people out there that want to help you do it. Please search out some of the ones who have already done that legwork and don't put it on your friends or the people that are suffering more than you right now. I And happy pride, by the way, since that gets left out too far too yeah. often. Well, that um, was another thing I wanted to say is that – we all have friends and we all have family who do not we do not agree with politically. That's just the nature of the beast. However, it has come a day has come that is long overdue in which we can no longer and we should no longer, and I'm gonna hold myself to, to this standard because I have been silent too long in the face of some of my friends and some of my families. Yeah, um, you and me both brother. Racism. Yeah. Um discrimination whether it be against African Americans, Native Americans, Muslims, oh, just LGBTQ name it. communities, yeah, right, uh, anybody that isn't your stereotypical average somehow sporting two and a half child American white family, yeah, I, um, and I wanted to add one one more thing to that regarding pride and the fact that yes damn it black lives matter and if you have anything to add to that that isn't something about indigenous peoples you can go fuck yourself okay that's my official stance on this particular podcast um even then i'm not the happy one so my stance is usually you can go fuck yourself but i you can especially go fuck yourself on that yeah, and honestly, now's not. I mean, dear God, that conversation's more overdue, but it's not as sadly numerically prevalent, and so it has not been what this conversation has become. Um, it 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 damn well needs to be next. Uh, yes. You know, unless we actually want to do something about women, because if. <laughs> And I hate to say this, I really do. I said 20 years ago that a black man would be elected president before a woman would, and people thought I was insane. But look at when people got the right to vote. Well, we'll go into that in the red lining. We will. um, And we need to move on to actresses. The thing I really wanted to bring it back to is I try like hell all my life to stay optimistic. I really do. We got two weeks till Juneteenth. Can you imagine if, and it wouldn't be that big, but can you imagine if we can see something like that change again? And that's that's really where I wanted to go with that one. So that was the end of that parenthetical um it just I felt diatribe. I, no, I'm glad you said something. I typically do, I try not to intentionally think of timeline when we do these because they're not released, obviously, when we record them. Um, I'm really, really glad and really appreciative that you brought that up. Well, we'll see if our audience is. Um, anyway, back to actresses or if you're actually not, two actresses for you. the first time. Just yeah, a yeah, reminder. <laughs> Um, I want to start with Rosario Dawson. Okay. 
not even in my 11 but i but she's you're right she's she's amazing not only for her acting which you know um the first time i saw her was in kids i believe yeah back in wow god 1995 or so that's That's right it was kids i was thinking it was slc punk but it was kids wasn't it Mm -hmm. yeah um and that was a very serious role kind of a disturbing movie actually um but then she has also showed great comedic timing in several things um most notably for me the clerk sequels um she's done cool uh, voice work she was great as gail in sin city um and she is just um, some of her voice work has been Wonder Woman and a bunch of DC animated uh, shorts and or full feature links, but DC animated films. I'll just put it that way. Sure. And she has an uh, amazing presence. Um, she is able, as you can tell, since she does voiceover work, she is able to emote very well through her voice and give her yeah, performance. Yeah, I think voice actors are vastly underrated. Tara Strong was somebody actually that's on my honorable mention list in that regard. You know, and just a versatile range from very serious stuff like his, like I said, her first movie to comedic stuff like Clerks 2 to kind of in the middle stuff with her appearance in Grindhouse. Um, and and you're correct. And Sin, Sin, about Sin City in particular, partly because of what he is and was – and I wish, well, it is what it is. Fuck you, Frank Miller, too, as much as you're one of my favorite comic artists. Uh, <laughs> he, he draws a negative image, and he does it beautifully. And it's even more stark an outline. Those characters, and the movie did an excellent job of capturing this, both visually and in the people that played them. Those characters... Uh, they're Nietzschean shadows, or Jungian, sorry. They're Jungian shadows, right? They're archetypes. Mm-hmm. And she embodied Gail. Yeah, I, mind blown by her. Mickey Rourke was fantastic in that movie, and she was just as good. She was just as good, and I wish... So Jessica Alba had been half as good? I do too. <laughs> Nancy deserved better. I will say that. That wasn't (laughs) where I was going, actually. But I I actually wish um, it wasn't Ryan. Was it Ryan Philippi? Yes, I think so. That was in that was in Blue Eyes. The the little story, the 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 little tiny short bit of Blue Eyes. I I honestly wish he'd gotten hard again over Clive Owen. Mm. Um. Anyway, we're talking about actresses. I will add, according to a partner that I have been with for a very long time and a number of others who I surveyed when the movie came out, you damn well better stop and ask because sometimes in the heat of the moment, it is not, in fact, okay to go ask about. <laughs> right. Um, great choice, dude. Uh, yeah. I, I've got nothing else, but I talked over you, so what else you got on her? No, that was pretty much it. The only thing I will have to say, and I'm, as we've covered ad nauseum, and I'm sure people are tired of hearing me say it, I'm not much of a TV or a movies guy anymore. One thing that does interest me, though, is she does have a role 
perhaps just for one episode, but she does have a role in the second season of The Mandalorian, and I'm stupid excited for that. I regret to inform those that know that we're obsessed with pop culture that we are aging and have other responsibilities and I have not yet watched The Mandalorian. Uh... <laughs> I, I didn't watch any of the movies after the uh, prequels. Dude, I think you're missing something with Rogue One. I'll be honest about that. I really do think you're missing something there. But other than that... The Mandalorian is great though because it is basically much like the original Star Wars was a Western in space. Oh, of course. Yeah, it was a total load opera. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I guess that's my first one. And I was really hoping you'd take one of them off the list, man. Um, I'm, I, I'm going to go with someone that's something of a cop-out because... She's both one of the most beautiful women that ever lived and also something I would totally aspire to if I could, Audrey Hepburn. Um, and, and the reason I'm going with her, though I have a giant poster from Breakfast at Tiffany's sitting near me, and yes, I know the problem, the big problem with that movie if you don't, talk to me or just shit, go watch it. If you can't see the problem, stop listening to us. Um, but it's her performance in a movie called Wait Until Dark, which is maybe, you know what, I'm going to get rid of maybe, is definitely my favorite and one of the best suspense movies ever made. Um, I don't know if you've seen it, Ben. Uh, okay, she's um, – Audrey Hepburn plays – forgive me, I don't remember the character's name. She's blind, right? Mm -hmm. uh, her husband is a police officer. He brings her home what he thinks is a present from a crime scene. It's a teddy bear. It turns out it's stuffed full of drugs. Alan Arkin, who is a really good actor, is the – super creepy asshole who's trying to come get the bear back but that sounds bad but he's trying to come retrieve the drugs um there is literally and it's one of the most and for those that don't know you'll be tired of hearing me say this like you were been about not being super into movies and tv i am a film freak uh tv's great but i'm a film freak um one of the most brilliant things, in my opinion, that had ever been done in cinema at that time, because she's blind and because she knows he's coming, she breaks every light in their apartment. Um, and yet the cinematography has been so good. The sound has been so good that you can tell from the sounds you're hearing what's going on, but there's blackness on the screen. It's freaking amazing. Um, I will tell you she forgets one light, and it's one that almost all of us would forget. 
I won't tell you which one because I really do for almost all of you want you to go watch that movie. And she's stunning at both as an actress and as a person in everything else she did. She really is. She's a style icon. She's a queen. Uh, Audrey Hepburn is amazing, but her acting chops more than anything, even down to the fact that she legitimately looks convincingly blind. And I don't know who coached her on that or if she just knew several blind people and knew how to keep that look on her face and not look at noises and not, I, her performance in that movie. And especially if you like horror or suspense, go watch wait until dark. And Audrey Hepburn's my my first one off the board. Yeah, she's amazing. I really don't have anything else to say to her. Um, so I'm going to go ahead and go to my second one. Faruza Balk. Oh, I thought about her. I really did. Um, go ahead. She's not well, an honorable mention even, but I really did think about her range more than anything else. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. And it's some of what I said with Rosario Dawson is that she has, I don't, well, Waterboy. She did show comedic chops in Waterboy. Um, oh, her, my God, yes. <laughs> her portrayal of Nancy and the craft. Uh, there's a reason I love goth girls, and Feruza Balk is part of that. Um, <laughs> and then to follow that up with, with the role of Stacy in American History X and Aisa in The Island of Dr. Moreau. She's just done so much stuff. She's also done some voice acting. So, again, it's just showing that. I wish you hadn't reminded me she'd been in the island of Dr. Moreau. <laughs> yes, she was great at it, but oh my God, what a terrible freaking movie. Anyway. So, you know, just a very versatile career, including her recurring role on Ray Donovan. Um, so I just, it, it's really, for her, it is really those early movie roles which again, Rebecca sure. and I were when I was more of a film nerd sure. than I am now, but I cannot. And actually, you know, all the actresses in the craft did an amazing fucking job. Um, I, you know, they did. I'm gonna hold because wasn't one of them Stacy Dash? I don't know. Maybe I, I think who then went on to do Clueless and is now a. I'm just a, a very right-wing commentator on things um if it was i now regret her performance and and just like i still haven't watched kevin spacey again even though it hurts me for a couple of his movies because damn but you know it is what it is um, uh, no the, the main cast was robin tunney as sarah perusa balkis nancy nev campbell as bonnie and rachel true as rochelle rachel yeah okay it was rachel you're right um and I will say one of the rare movies where I think the lead was outshone by almost everyone in the supporting cast. Well, Nancy was just such a great character. I mean, she's right up there with one of the, the best villains of all time. Well, and, and honestly, Robin... No, Robin no, Tunney's great. Um, she's, she's she is. Movie. She is, but to be to be fair to her... That final girl type role, because even in that movie, it was there. Mm -hmm. That's that's tough 
to play in a truly memorable way because it is such a trope. True. Um, And my last thing that I will say about Frusabalk is, this is a message to Hollywood. Cast her as the Joker, you fucking cowards. Oh, dear God, that would be good. Oh, wow. Dude, and you could get somebody like Josh Gad or somebody to be Harley and, and gender swap both of them? Indeed. Oh, oh shit, dude. That, yeah, girl pair of balls. I've never even heard that argument, but do that. Do it like two years ago so I can watch it soon before the quarantine is over. Um. I'm going to go ahead and throw out one of my, because I know she's not on your list, honorable mentions, just because of range, and, and and I like goth girls too, don't get me wrong, I like the quirky ones better, and not your manic pixie dream girl, Joan Cusack. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw out as an honorable mention, because I don't think there's a movie you can put her in at least as a supporting actress and not get gold out of the performance. Well, she was fantastic in secretary. So that is a really solid pick. Oh dude. And uh gross point blank where she's, where she's John Cusack's secretary. And I'm and dude, she's just Joan Cusack's amazing. And, and unfortunately she's amazing in that kind of, uh, Ned Beatty way that always gets put in the background. Mm-hmm. Well, even, that, you know, in Batman, The Dark Knight Rises, she was great in that, too. Right. But, I mean, Steve Buscemi, they're guys that are, that are or, or, or ladies or people, whatever, that, that are they're going to get put in background roles, but they hold stuff together. Um, you know, maybe nobody typifies that more than... Uh, Jesus, I'm old. My brain is going away. Robert, the guy that played the consigliere in The Godfather, Robert Duvall. Robert Duvall is maybe one of the greatest actors to walk the earth, and he barely ever got a sniff of a leading role. So anyway, that's my honorable mention for Joan Cusack. Um, Oh, God. Well, I'm going to put one of them in, because to quote, albeit a sexist Rodgers and Hammerstein song. There ain't nothing like a dame, and I'm having to choose my dame between Emma Watson and Judy Dench. I'm going to go Emma Watson, but it's hard to pick. Um, Judy Dench is great comedically, and, and while Emma Watson has shown that in movies, Judy Dench has also shown it in shorter television stuff. Judy Dench has honestly probably had a more prestigious career. But Emma Watson, I just, she blows me away every time she's on the screen. She, she really does. I, I really don't feel like I need to say anything else about her much for, for people that have seen her. I, no, wait. Um, Emma Watson's the chick who played... Damn it, I told you my brain is gone. No, Emma Thompson. I was wondering about that. Um, of the two, Holy I prefer Emma crap. Thompson. Yeah. Yes, me too. And not to slight Hermione, okay? 
I know who I mean, but I don't write stuff down to prepare for this. And obviously, apparently, I should. But if you watch Emma Thompson in Howard's End or Remains of the Day, and, and here's the thing. She she scripted what, in my opinion, is the best interpretation of Sense and Sensibility. Um. She was amazing in Stranger Than Fiction, a very underrated Will Ferrell vehicle, because it's not funny. Um, Emma Thompson, and yes, that's who I meant the whole time, and I wish we could edit this better, but I'm not an editor, and Ben does like 8,000 podcasts, so he's not going to go back and cover for me. I mean, uh, I could, but it'd be super <laughs> awkward, because it would be me going, Thompson, Thompson. <laughs> Which would be hilarious. Oh, it would definitely be amusing. Um, Dame Dame Emma Thompson uh, just has never failed to blow me away. And, and, And I admit, it doesn't hurt that she's married to Keith Branagh. Oh, I didn't know that. Because, holy crap. Um, I, can you imagine when they're talking work around the house? <laughs> it would be like um, a workshop in the actor's studio or whatever that show is. Yeah. Inside yeah. the actor's studio. Well, except, unfortunately, James Lipton is dead. God rest his soul. But uh, I much ado about nothing that she did. Some of her TV work. Now, most Americans don't know her TV work. Uh. Most of them were BBC series, but she's just brilliant. So my apologies to Judy Dench, and my apologies also to Hermione Granger, who is, in fact, a good actress in her own right. Emma Watson, I apologize, even though you'll never hear this. I, but yes, I think Emma Thompson has had a better career, and at the moment at least can outact you. Um, I would say that she will always be able to. I'm really not that impressed with Emma Watson, but I, I'm not of. I haven't seen where... anything with her other than Harry Potter, so I really don't want to judge. You know. Well, I mean, that, and that's fair. And I'm saying that mainly as somebody who the Harry Potter stuff does not appeal to, and I thought they were okay movies, but I was not a fan of the books because I was an adult when they came out, so I didn't read them, um, and that I just have no interest. Yeah, um, fair enough. So my next one is primarily she has been in some films, but honestly, her iconic character is a t- from a TV show. And much as the male lead from this TV show caused a sexual awakening to people of our age, she helped spawn my sexual awakening. And that's not the reason, although that does play a role. Um, she owned this role. And then on top of that, she went on to create a character just as good in another TV show, in my opinion, and that is incredibly hard to do, and that is Gillian Anderson. Of course, known for as Agent Dana Scully on The X-Files. If you listen to our first season, we talked a little bit about The X-Files, so I don't want to rehash any of that. Um, but the second character that she had was as Dr. Bedelia du Marais on Hannibal. And yeah. that was so good. And there's, It was. She might have a third, honestly. 
the best playing media in American Gods. And I've said that I the book bored me and I quit reading it and I didn't watch all the series. But and what I, I could not see... possibly understand you on that, but 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 fine. <laughs> well, I I think the acting for the series really benefited what was not great writing in my opinion and because i thought the, all the acting was very solid it was just the source material wasn't very good again oh my, my god i dude and i i know you'd slaughter me for doing it but i'd punch you if i were in milwaukee right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay it is what it is um i've got nothing to say against that choice uh you're right and unfortunately, one of the few movies she did get to star in was pretty much a piece of crap, in my opinion. Um, the X-Files movie was not good. Well, there was more than one. The first one was okay, but yeah, I agree on the second one. Although, her turn in The Last King of Scotland as Sarah Merritt was Last King good. of Scotland, yes. She was very good. Um, reminds me, if only for the red hair, of another of my honorable mentions I'll cross off, which is Julianne Moore. And again, and again, there a uh, Thomas names names just freaking leave me. He wrote Silence of the Lambs and Red Dragon and Uh, Harris Thomas Harris. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Uh, A a connection there, which is just a little interesting, obviously Mm -hmm. to me, but not really important. Um, Yeah, she's she's amazing. Uh, no, No argument. So, all right, quick honorable mention, and your thing for goth girls went one direction, mine went another, but Heather's is one of my favorite movies, I'm just throwing Winona Ryder out there, she's an honorable mention, I'm not even going to talk about it, okay, but I just want her name to be discussed, oh god, do I only have three left, um, Uh, all right, yeah. Yeah, okay, quick shout-out to Elizabeth Taylor, who did some amazing work. She's getting scratched off my board because I know she's not on yours. Um, Ditto Angelica Houston, who uh, just has to go at this point. My third's Viola Viola Davis. I think it is Viola, yeah. Her work shows – now – I grant you, she hasn't done a lot of... She, she's never really, to my knowledge, done a comedy comedy. But her range, her intensity, her ability to just chameleon-like suck you into whatever role she's playing, even though you've seen her so much, even though you know exactly who she is. I, Viola Davis is, in my opinion, one of the top two or three in the last 40 years, at least. Um, she's just so freaking believable. And that's harder. And I got no room that. <laughs> I did a couple freaking stage plays in high school and college. All right. I got, I got no room to talk really about acting chops, but I do know it's hard to look like 
you're not acting to the extent that you genuinely perceive things as raw. And she does it every time. And mad respect for that. I, I think Viola Davis is probably one of the I'll go ahead and say two best actresses of the last of the last forty to fifty years. Um and the other one is also on my list. So <laughs> we can go on from her. So my next one is Sandy Newton. Nice. Um, she is just underrated, un- mm-hmm. unexpected, but nice. Oh, she's gotten a lot of pub for her brilliant turn in Westworld, you know, and well-deserved. Where I first became aware of her, again, because I'm old, is Rockarola. Yeah. And she was just so great in that movie. Um, and then I found out that she had been in, like, the Chronicles of Riddick which I also like. Yes. Um, several Did other she... things. Oh, like Sally the... Hemings and Jefferson in Paris. Yes. Just... She, she's, a... she's, my... no, she's mind blowing. And, and like, I don't remember if it was, oh, don't worry about it. I'll look it up. You go ahead for, for a while here. Well, the main thing that I wanted to say next was she also played Condoleezza Rice in W, um, which is a great satirical movie. And that is something that she has managed to do. I don't know that she has, uh, you know, and I guess she is really shown in some ways the same way Rosario Dawson has in being able to play both serious and comedy in the same role in a lot of these mm-hmm. vehicles. Because Rock and Rolla is pretty much just a British crime movie, but there are comedic elements, and some of those do right. come from her. Um, right. W is, is essentially just a, like a satire, but crash, fuck, she was in crash. And that is, I know. And though I, I really think that movie's vastly overrated. She was very good in it. I'll tell you the one of hers that blows me away more is beloved. Uh, and uh, that, that does have something to do with the source material, yeah, which as much as I love Toni Morrison's book, I have had a, and I reread everything. I have had a very hard time rereading that. My beloved, it's great. Both. I, I didn't know. Uh, while I'm looking, just I was looking up some of her movies. Apparently, she was in she was in Interview with the Vampire. I have no idea what part she played. Well, <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't the main Interview with the Vampire. It was the Vampire Chronicles. No, it was Interview with the Vampire oh, no, 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 in '94. No, no, no. it, it was Yvette. She played Yvette. Yes. That that's right in Paris. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, I just I was like, really? I don't remember, but yeah. Um, Speaking though of Interview with the Vampire, I'm going to throw in a honorable mention here. Christian Dunn. Yeah, she was almost on my list as well. Yeah. Um, to sh- dude, that role alone. At the age she was. Mm-hmm. Well, I, that reminds me of another one, Dakota Fanning, too. I mean, Dakota, I don't know what Dakota Fanning has done lately, but to have well, started out as and, young as she had did. And to some extent, um, just because of her age, and she was older than either of them, uh, but but Hillary Swank, mm-hmm. you know, and Boys Don't Cry, was, yeah. I, and, and then a God and Million Dollar Baby, what a... 
wow. Anyway, those are on my honorable mention list too. <laughs> so, um, we we back to me. We are indeed. I'm going to throw out somebody I literally cannot believe I'm mentioning as an honorable mention. And then I'm going to not talk about her, which hurts me even more. Because she's probably one of the 15 greatest actresses of all time, at least in Hollywood. And that's Ingrid Bergman. Um, Her role in Casablanca alone would have sealed that for me. Um, she did some other great films. She's an honorable mention. Please go watch Casablanca. <laughs> and, and I'll move on. Um, Catherine Hepburn. Man, I... You're just skewing very old Hollywood, my friend. Yeah, well, film student. What are you going to do? Um, if it helps, I'll throw out my last honorable mention, which is Natalie Portman. I think she's insanely, amazingly good. But, um, and honestly, while we're talking about people doing roles as young as they did them and being that good, my Lord, is she amazing in the professional. That's fair. I think Natalie Portman, I've, what hurts Natalie Portman in my mind, and this is not her fault, is kind of what I was saying about some of the other actresses, is that she has been in some really shit movies where they didn't give her a whole lot. She still did a good job. Um, Princess Amidala, uh, her role oh, in yeah. Thor, which I like the Thor movies, but they didn't give Actually, her Actually, the first, no, but the first Thor movie, what little they did give to her, as far as humanizing him... I thought she was incredible with. I think she's insanely good in V for Vendetta, and that's not just the source material. She's also really good in Black Swan. Oh, my um, God, As yes. was the other girl, Claire. Mila Kunis, but, but she would have been – it would have been a great role for her were she not opposite Natalie Portman. I'm sorry, you know, that's one of those. So anyway, that's my that's my honorable mention to tie it back a little bit to New Hollywood. <laughs> Since you're right, I skew golden age on a lot of this, or at the very least, 60s or 70s. But here's the thing. With Katherine Hepburn, remember, she played leads for 50 or 60 years. At a time when, my God, I think she was, she was born close to turn of the century. You just don't do that in Hollywood, and you damn sure didn't do that in Hollywood back then, right? I, I mean, the Philadelphia story. I, and honestly. Jimmy Stewart, that's that's the only Academy Award he ever won, and I honestly don't think he would have gotten it without her. Adam's rib, I mean, guess who's coming to dinner, which, to retrace to the beginning of our episode, is problematic in a lot of ways, but whatever. Um, but she did screwball comedy and was good at it. 
she did ridiculously hard, serious drama and was good at it. And she did it for 50-something freaking years. And and that alone, oh my God, she was she was Joe and Little Women, if you go back to that. And that's, shit, that's the 30s. We're really golden era of Hollywood back then. Um, I'm just, my mind's running through the stuff I've seen her in, you know. And she was just amazing. Catherine Hepburn, it honestly is probably my number one, but I saved my last one because it is more modern, and I know you won't have her for next. So, oh, I, I will say this too, since I had Elizabeth Taylor as an honorable mention, I think Catherine Hepburn was a better Kate in Taming of the Shrew than I do Elizabeth Taylor, which my wife would kill me for because Elizabeth Taylor, Richard Burton's Taming of the Shrew is one of her favorite movies. But with all that done, um, yeah, I, I think Catherine Hepburn may have been one of the greatest, widest ranging. Shit, she was in Rooster Cogburn, and that was in the 70s, wasn't it? Uh, 70s or 80s, I'm not 100% sure. I, and I know she was acted in the early 30s. I, you know, what else do you want me to say? I, Because women, sadly, in Hollywood don't, and, and it's getting a little better, but it's not that much better. They do not stay around that long, especially if they were considered to be an attractive romantic lead early in their life. Well, she was a leading woman for about 60 years, so yes. <laughs> you know? Shit, man. She, I... <laughs> born in 1907. Okay. I knew it was very, very close to turn of the century. Yeah. So Just iconic. Yeah, go ahead. Give me your last totally. one. Uh, before I give my last one, I'm going to give another honorable mention uh, to Felicia Rashad. Felicia Rashad for eight years was America's mother. That is incredibly impressive, especially in the 80s, for a role as an African-American woman. Um, we've talked about Bill Cosby and the horror show that he became and how that has kind of ruined what it was America's ruined. family. Yes, it um, did. But she was fucking fantastic in that And you're right. It was eight to ten years before it became The Simpsons and the Arnold's, it was the Cosby's. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, she, not only were they a solidly upper middle class black family, she was a lawyer to Cosby playing a doctor. She was a strong woman. She didn't, she had what was described, and I don't remember the, the words for it, but she had what was described as a feminist rant in one episode that became incredibly popular, um, which I, Kind of makes me want to search it to, to know what they were calling a feminist brand in the 80s. Um, yeah. But just a, a strong black woman in a comedy that, despite the racial tensions, I don't know anybody. And I'm sure there were people out there because there's all kinds of assholes everywhere. But I don't know anybody who didn't <laughs> love the Cosby family. I... There's probably a few that are on the extremely militant 
<laughs> Islamic Brotherhood side still that didn't care much for it either. But other than that, yes. Um, you know, it's weird because Lisa Bonet popped into my head at least briefly for this list. No, well, she, Lisa Bonet was really good too. I mean, her turn in Angel Heart was fantastic. And and then also... Uh, High Fidelity. <laughs> well, that and the Cosby show when, when she was in the spinoff before she made Angel Heart and then Cosby kind of oh, disowned her. Um... Uh, which was when they went to college. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't remember the name of that one either. It's not vital right now, but yes, that was a very good show as well. But anyway, I just wanted to give uh, a shout out given to well, Felicia Rashad. Um, my favorite actress of all time is Tilda Swinton. It's hard and... to argue with. Just so good. And she's been in so she's much She's not stuff. even on my list, but it's hard to argue with. You know, um, from her first appearance in, in a role in Caravaggio back in like 86 to just, you talk about range. This girl has range. Oh, good Lord, yes. From playing Orlando in that movie um, to... I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to laugh in the middle of what you're talking about. The way you said Orlando made me hear Abba's Fernando. Orlando. Orlando. Can you hear the drums, Orlando? Anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's cool. Um, to studio schlock stuff like The Chronicles of Narnia, where she played the White Witch. Um, the Marvel and did an amazing job with it. Yes. No, that's just that's just it. She, everything she's been in, she's been fucking fantastic. She has, you know, the the comment that you were making about Natalie Portman bringing life to bad roles. Tilda mm-hmm. Swinton has done that much oh, much better. Than... Yeah, a lot. She's done it a lot. Yes. Um. I happen to be I happen to think Natalie Portman is extraordinarily attractive, which may or may not have influenced my selection for this list. I'll just go ahead and admit that. Well, fair enough. Um, but yeah, I your point about Catherine Hepburn and having the the long career that she had is duly pointed. Audrey Hepburn is good too. I think Tilda Swinton is as good, if not a better actress, than any of them. Wow. Um. Wow. Yeah. All right. Um, I think we're going to end up wrapping this one up shortly. So my last honorable mention shout outs are Helen Mirren and Sissy Spacek. Um, not going to go into it, really. Look them up. I think they deserved to have their names mentioned. I think they were groundbreaking and pretty darn amazing. Uh, the one I put on my list because it needed to be on one of our lists and I knew it wouldn't be on yours is Meryl Streep. Um, you talk about range and I, I'll go back to what completely incorrectly, in my opinion, Kevin Smith said at one point about in one of his spoken word shows about Ben Affleck, which is that Ben Affleck could play anything that he could cast Jaws and cast Ben Affleck as the shark and the performance would be good. Now I disagree. (laughs) I, 
you could make an argument that somehow Meryl Streep might do it. And, and some of the stuff, unfortunately, that she's gotten recognition for has been more recent and honestly, in my opinion, not some of her best work. Not that she's not great. She is. But if you go back into the 80s, Sophie's Choice, Out of Africa, I mean, and I know, yeah, she went and did Mamma Mia, but if we're going to mention Ben Affleck, first you do the, you do the, what is it, first you do the bank move, bank account movie, then you do this, something like that. <laughs> she was amazing in Into the Woods, which unfortunately did not come close to doing justice to Sondheim, but that is what it is. Um, Julie and Julia. Kramer versus Kramer. Uh, well, and I was working my way up to oh, that sorry. one because no, 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 please, because it is. That's one that's almost like beloved, dude. Especially now that I've got kids, I, I just almost can't watch that. And it's one of the greatest, uh, easily one of the top twenty films ever put on celluloid. No question in my mind. But it's hard to watch for me now. You know? Um, shit, Still of the Night, Cry in the Dark, She-Devil, Postcards from the Edge, a very underrated early 90s comedy, Death Becomes Her. Um, I, I just... I know it's almost anticlimactic to have that be the last actress we named. But she deserves it. <laughs> I really don't think there's almost anything physical and age restrictions apply. She obviously isn't going to go out and play a 15-year-old in her next flick. But <laughs> I, mean, I don't think there's anything she can't do. No, um... I really can't disagree with any of that. Uh, my personal taste, I still think Tilda Swinton is better for what I enjoy out of an actress, but you're right. You know, a, a lot of my choices really had to do with their, their range and their ability Mine to play multiple too. roles. And, but, and, but I knew Meryl Streep wouldn't be on yours. Mm -hmm. And to leave her off, and again, film buff guy, but to leave her or Catherine Hepburn, it kills me I don't have Betty Davis but I just couldn't justify it mm. with the rest of the people we've talked about. But I mean, you know, I, to, to not have her on the list would have been a joke to me. So there's my number one. Um, wow. Yeah. And that's actresses. That's our top. God knows how many, cause I always do this actress. <laughs> The thing about Betty Davis is you do have her eyes. So Yes, well, Kim Carnes certainly thought so. Now, please be aware that for once in our next podcast, it will be Ben. And are we being joined by our by a special guest, Ben? Well, we are being joined by one special guest. I don't know about two yet. Well, okay, but it will be Ben and other special guests who have a whole lot to say and me who kind of spits out my five guys with a weak justification and goes away. <laughs> our next podcast will be our top five professional wrestlers. 
Which is our um, final episode of the season. It is. That's what we're going to wrap up season two with. Um, honestly, if I can get my life together enough that we can have a regular recording schedule, I'd like to go a little more topical. But as you know, if you've listened to much of our other stuff, Ben is a historian. I read everything. Uh, we usually have some stuff to say, whether it be esoteric or eclectic uh, or occult. It is relevant and goes back and reveals some of the... People say history repeats, and I don't think it's fractal. I don't think it mathematically repeats, but it damn sure echoes. Uh, my response to that, and I just heard that this earlier this week, is that here, you know, history doesn't repeat itself, and it's not a spiral, but it is cumulative. So decisions that were made in the past do infect today. Um, in fact, today, well, there we go, COVID-19, um, impact Yay, today shout out. and <laughs> have ramifications that can be considered echoes. So that way, I do believe you're right. But this is not just because you can look at our nation's past and you can go, this is kind of like 68 or 92 or things like that. It is not a direct reflection of that. It is just the echo of those choices and the things that we didn't do to correct the underlying. Well, and that's exactly it. It's not a surprise because you can look back in retrospect and see that a lot of the issues were simply papered over. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately especially on the edge of coming out of a pandemic. I fear that will be the case again. I hope not. I hope you guys listening out there won't let it be. But I got my doubts, and I'll be honest. I said it earlier this week. Kent State's next, and and Ben's reply was it may get worse. And nothing's changed my mind yet. No, but on that cheery note, I guess we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> we'll talk some wrestling next time. <laughs> yeah. Um, man, there's just not been a lot to be too cheerful about these last couple of weeks. I appreciate you uh, bringing some joy and levity into my life here. And uh, we'll talk again very soon and, and figure out what we're doing with the wrestlers. Well, I'll mostly listen because – as arrogant as I can be about my intelligence, I do know when I'm educationally outmatched. I mean, I'm pretty good. I know who my top five is, and I, I have some stuff to say about them, but I probably won't have a billion other things to say. But we'll see. Yep, we'll see. Guys, thank you, as always, for listening. This has been, as always, it is dangerously eclectic. And uh, tune in for the end of season two. God, I'm old. Download or podcast the end of season two. Do whatever two. it is you kids do with these things. <laughs> Turn your radio dial to... Turn your radio. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Screw it. I'm L. I'm Alan. Call me whatever you want as long as you don't call me late for dinner. At Eclectic Heretic on Twitter. That's at Ben Dangerously. And fight the powers that be, man. <laughs>